0: Hi FA Europeans, this is Matthias, and today I interview Gonzalo and we make it a little case study. I met him the first time at the FI Europe retreat in Portugal and we now catch up to see what happened to him after two years. You'll learn about the stages he took to get from a lower income country like Portugal to Switzerland by taking a stopover in the Czech Republic. We also see what he learned in and about these countries and how he could 10x his salary. He also tells us about how he went abroad for free when he studied. So I hope you enjoy Gonzalo's story and see you in a bit. Welcome to the Financial Independence Euro podcast, where we interview people from all 44 European countries, all of them, about optimizing your life, geo-arbitrage, and making the most of your money. This with your host, Matthias. Hello, FI Europeans! Do you like to diversify your portfolio and earn a nice and steady income? With Land Secured, you can invest in agricultural projects and support European farmers directly starting from 1st of March. It's a great alternative for payday loans with a loan term from 6 to 12 months. These loans are secured by crop insurance, personal guarantee, and a three way agreement. Visit financial independence.eu/slash Land Secured or click the link in the show notes to learn more. So welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Financial Independence Europe podcast. And today with me is a guest called Gonzalo. Is it pronounced correctly?
1: Wrote...
0: Pronounced correct. correct,
1: correct. Gonzalo, yes.
0: Gonzalo. Perfect. And uh, what we do today is another case study from one of our community. I think we met like um, two years ago in Portugal at the FI Europe retreat that we Uh, run there and um, actually today we have also a kind of reunion online on a zoom meeting uh, with uh, all the participants not all but uh, most of the participants uh, who've been there it was really nice to see each other again and uh, yeah see what you did in the meantime and um, yeah so it's cool to um, follow your story also um, now for two years Maybe a gap,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, a yeah. gap of one and a half years, and yeah, to get in, uh, an update. And I think, uh, yeah, you um, did a lot of stuff and uh, a lot of steps in between. So that's, I think, that could be also inspiring for young people in South Europe, but also other people just to learn about the different countries uh, you've been living in and the different tactics uh, you maybe applied to, yeah, improve your situation and so on. So let's dive right into it. Maybe you can just, it's boring, but um, just introduce yourself. It's not boring, but it's a typical part. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I read uh, on your website, which is called pupa.ch. Correct, correct. correct. Uh, I read uh, that you have been raised in in Porto. Um, Many people um, from our community are also living there, or uh, temporary at least. Um, you've been re- raised there and studied also there. Just tell us a little
1: bit about your your background, where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of of, of course, Matthias. So um, I'm originally from from Porto. Uh, I uh, studied there. Uh, I would say I studied there my my whole life. It's it's a great city to to live in. So and I think I, I did from kindergarten up to up to the university. I, I guess that if we look more at my kind of like university track. I think that a couple of things that I would like to, to share with everyone is um, my kind of uh, hacks on how to go abroad and uh, not pay for it. So uh, one thing that I did was I was always on the lookout for scholarships and things that I that could kind of support me in uh, in in ways to to go to go abroad. One really cool one that I found out it was kind of connected to the Erasmus program. It's called Mobile Plus. They had a couple of, uh, of scholarships uh, spots available. One that was most interesting to me was Russia. So I got to go there um, after, after applying. It's a pretty short process. You just need to some motivation letter and some, some referrals from, from one of your uh, teachers. And then uh, I, I got to go there. The scholarship was, was really awesome. Um, I got uh, paid uh, flights, paid health insurance, uh, 650 euros uh, a month. And then I was spending almost, almost nothing. I was spending uh, 10, 10 euros uh, for, my, uh, for my housing. So I was living in this uh, brand new uh, refurbished um, uh, student accommodation. And um, yeah, then, then I was, for me, what, what was great was that I was able to kind of uh, save it, save everything. Then uh, I applied to another uh, program, which also had a scholarship to study in, uh, in China. And so the program in China, they covered my tuition and my housing. And then what I did was I took savings from the kind of uh, Russian experience and then took that and invested in a, in a flight and for my uh, everyday costs. So it was kind of nice balance to be able to do both experiences without spending anything.
0: After Russia, was it Bulgaria? China? No, no, no. Uh, China, China. China. And before uh, China, it was Russia. Okay, yeah, exactly. Exactly. and um so two the so one was mobile plus uh, scholarship and what was the one for china was it also mobile plus or
1: called it? no 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 uh, the other one was uh, from uh Santander, the mm-hmm. like the big spanish bank so they they were running a couple of scholarships i think like uh four uh for for portugal and, and i got one of those the thing to be honest i think the biggest takeaway from i would say is uh if you're like questioning whether you should apply to some like uh, studying opportunity abroad just do it if you're if you are interested because uh, most of the time people don't really apply uh, so they don't have anyone and mm-hmm. actually this was this was a little bit the case with um, with the the China opportunity because I was in I was in Russia I was in, enjoying myself and then uh, what happened was I applied for it and I think that I was missing like some sort of document support from my university and i just um for me i just figured okay never mind i'm, I'm already in, in rush i'm enjoying myself so i, I don't really uh, need to do anything but then they actually called me and said okay we we got all of the documents ready for you you just need to sign and then you you got it so i think that, that and for me it's it's really if if you want to do something just apply just go just try and then because the worst kind of answer that you can get is a no that you, you didn't get it but then the kind of positive is that you actually got it and then you you got to go or you got to do whatever you you set out to do yes
0: i've also been in, in scotland i think uh when i was in the university um but i think they they, they haven't paid uh paid me for <laughs> for doing so so i had to pay like a 200 euros or so it was not much but uh not uh, as good as your uh, scholarship, but at least um, I think everybody should do that in when studying, um, go abroad, uh, collect some experience. But you coll- you also collected some of the most interesting car- countries these days uh, with Russia and 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 China. Where have you been in China?
1: So uh, in China, I was in uh, Beijing. Um, ah, just directly. Correct. Correct. So no, it, it it was it was really nice. Um, I, I was uh, I, I'm I'm very like adventurous guy, so I just I just like to to, to, to go abroad. And, uh, for me, um, no, it, it, it was, it was a really great experience. Uh, I think for me, the, the trickiest part was food. Food was, um, delicious, but, uh, you need to, uh, adapt to it for sure. And, um, yeah, I was even a- able to go to the Great Wall of China without like any guides or anything. I just took the regional buses and I was in the middle of, uh, rural China in mm-hmm. some, in some random city. So that was cool.
0: <laughs> for uh, as an accident uh, in a random city because you couldn't uh, read the sign or, or
1: no 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 uh actually so i i uh you had to take uh, three buses to get there mm-hmm. so i took the first one and then it, they just left you in in the city i don't i don't even remember the name but a really random one where mm-hmm. you'd see zero foreigners and then you just had to wait for the right bus kind of like try to figure out ask the conductor like Showing, showing it on your, on, your, on your phone or on paper where you wanted it to go. And then they would just drop you off.
0: What was the most funny or most interesting stories in, in Russia or China that happened to you that you can tell us about mm. in the public? Very good question. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, so um, then maybe um, there is no particular uh, story, but what is, uh, maybe you, you can tell us a little bit about what, what your experience with the culture was in, in China, for example uh what um are the most interesting parts um, dif- that are different maybe to to Europe
1: so um i, I would say that what i uh, picked up on was that um you you see a lot of conformity and people don't try to shy shy away from the norm so if everyone is doing something uh usually other other people will follow and I think that for me, that was the biggest um, biggest difference. Uh, well, uh, but um, actually, Matthias, I kind of remember that um, I, I was taking a course which was called um, Chinese uh, political uh, economics. My 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 is also in economics, so this is mm. this was something that I was interested in. Uh, and uh, actually, there was uh, one one guy there that he was from uh, North Korea, so um, his uh, his parents were were uh, diplomats. And we were just uh, we were just um, speaking. He was telling uh, Tommy some 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 things about North Korea that were kind of uh, unreal. Uh, but also, he he spent most of the time abroad because his parents were diplomats. So he's he studied in Germany a bunch of uh, a bunch of years. So he had kind of this like international perspective. But then he also got to go there uh, sometimes. Mm-hmm. So he had a kind of interesting perspective. Yeah
0: that is a real North uh, Korean that you you met that is uh, very rare I think yeah. yeah I I just heard that some of the North Koreans also are studying in Switzerland but maybe we can talk about it later <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah all right how old are you Gonzalo uh, I'm uh, 26 26 that's a lot of a uh, lot of stuff for somebody who's 26 Perfect. And um, then you just went back to Porto in Lisbon uh, with all your experience from Russia and uh, China. And then you were looking into your computer and asking yourself what's next. Or have you have you then just finished uh, studying and started a job in, in Portugal?
1: Yeah. Uh, so um, uh, actually, uh, I was um, finishing my master's uh, when I decided to, to look for work. So this was mostly because some of the, or most of the classes for my master, I could take at home, uh, sorry, I could take uh, during the night or uh, either uh, during the day. But I, my kind of thought was, okay, I can just take them during the night and then just have a, a regular job during the day. Um, and so um, I started to, to look around and I first got into banking. So I was a business analyst. I was working for a big uh, French bank. For a specific, like um, for a specific unit inside of, inside of the bank, mm. so th- that was that was kind of interesting. I wanted to do something that was a little bit different than that. I I I stayed there. It was um i say uh, an internship. Uh, it was a good first experience, uh, I would say. Um, but uh, I wanted something more. Plus the salary wasn't really that uh, attractive. Um, Since internships in Portugal are pretty uh, badly uh, paid, uh, I I have to say, so I think I was uh, making like uh, 600 uh, euros a month, like all in. uh.
0: It's not bad. 20 years ago in Germany, also uh, 600 years would be a a lot. They would just have asked you to work for free because you can learn so much.
1: But right now it it changed.
0: Uh, You also can get like a a thousand or thousand five hundred euros.
1: I, I think that, to be honest, uh, at least just talking about the like Portuguese reality, is that uh, there are a lot of um, internship schemes uh, where companies can get like uh, fresh graduates, uh, let's say for eight hundred euros or 750, 800 euros a month, mm-hmm. and then and they get them for nine months, and they just pay twenty uh, percent of their salary, and then the state pays the rest. Mm-hmm. So th- they are getting, you know, uh, very cheap employees, uh, mm-hmm. and so then. All of the other internships, um, starter positions, they also are more or less in this range uh, because they also don't want... It, it doesn't make sense you know, to offer uh, this kind of gra- graduate scheme where you pay 750 800 and then you get a regular uh, entry-level job for 1500 or something like that.
0: So as a business owner, you would say go to Portugal and uh, just uh, get the cheap uh, employees and... Uh... Support from the government. <laughs> I think
1: yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to speak, uh, let's say, badly about um, about my my uh, my kind of colleagues from from university, the ones that are graduating now. Uh, yeah, but I think that there is like a huge opportunity if you are a company if you want to kind of uh, establish a presence uh, in, in Portugal and actually access qualified, cheap labor it's mm. a really like good opportunity if if you can if you know if there is a, some job that you can teach to someone quickly and that they can learn it mm. you can get like a huge discount when it comes to uh, to labor
0: yeah and the, sometimes the, mo- most companies are offshoring to to the east of europe but also some companies i've seen for example some basic sap um maintenance or something that they um just outsource to spain um and some Startups um, or grown-up startups that ha- uh, had some office for developers in in Portugal. Um, so I think it's a uh, yeah, it's an opportunity. You just need to figure out what to outsource or to niche nearshore there.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. And and actually, from your uh, uh, from from Germany, uh, Adidas they have this like massive uh, shared service center in uh, in, mm-hmm. in the outskirts of of Porto. So I think that they have now probably more than eight hundred or a thousand. Uh, employees that are that are there and it's and they are like massive massive recruiters so uh, they I, I think from like the year that i uh, graduated i think that probably from my close friends i think 20 25% are working at uh, adidas so it's, it's kind of amazing
0: <laughs> 20% and they have all the same uh, uh shoes for 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 swimming you know these uh, blue shoes with these uh, three white stripes uh-huh. In, Ge- in German, you say "Adiletten," but you cannot translate that. So the, some people make fun of people ha- having these Adidas um, Badelachen. I don't know. swimming.
1: is it like Crocs or yeah, yes, but,
0: yeah, but for swimming? If you go to to uh, for swimming, you have these uh, Adidas uh, shoes, and um, it's kind of yeah, not the best style, but many people still wearing it but mm-hmm. this is, should just be a side note you know? <laughs> 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 and um yeah then you decided just um after that um, uh, where you worked as an analyst uh, you, you were thinking uh, were thinking about is there, isn't there a much mo- a more salary uh, somewhere in for me and for at the fiu Euro- europe retreat you've been uh, when you have working as have been working as in the bank that was the same thing yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, actually, I was uh, I was working at a different bank. So, I was uh, I was working as a financial uh, like a financial advisor. So, I was working in a, in a in an investment bank. And so, I was um, yeah. I had a couple of clients. Uh, I had to do these kind of calls. Um, and to be honest, I took this opportunity uh, to work in an investment bank because I was uh, always interested in, in in investing. I've always been a really good saver. Uh, but mm-hmm. I never really invested, so I think that uh, and well, I would say until 2017, I had everything in uh, savings accounts, uh, never touch stocks because they are too risky and stuff. Even even uh, having done um, economics and learning about the stock market for me, I was just okay. It doesn't. It's it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but but then when I really started my first job and then got the second one eventually, then I kind of realized okay. If, if i want to do um, to have a future uh, i i need to start investing so um, then i just started to look up stuff online then got into listening to podcasts and whatnot but that that was kind of the the start of it i would say and then you also met some crazy
0: people in the swimming pool in portugal and they told you uh, you should start to invest and you should move to somewhere else to uh, increase your salary and uh, then you might yeah you just did it and yeah, uh, yeah. And how did you manage to? Um, then the next uh, station for you was the, uh, uh, in, in the Czech Republic. And how did you manage to get a job there? Was it easy or, or not? Yeah,
1: actually, uh, I would say it, it wasn't as hard as I thought. One thing that I didn't know about uh, the, the, the Czech Republic, Prague in specific, and about like these um, roles for uh, finance analysts and um, analysts in, in, in general. Is that they are pretty short-staffed. Uh, so uh, a lot of multinational um, companies are there. So you have uh, all of the major uh, farm companies like uh, Novartis, uh, Johnson Johnson. You have Google, Microsoft. They all have kind of their uh, shared service centers or centers of excellence. Uh, I guess they're called uh, both, depending on how nice they want it to sound. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's kind of true. So you you are getting a just talking about my reality you're getting a little piece of the finance section or of the of some specific process in accounting and Mm. then you are kind of improving working on that for me to 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 go there um i actually i I knew someone that was working in the company so so they referred me to to get um for a position and i would say that the process was was very straightforward so i i had an initial initial um call like 10 minutes wait
0: a sec it was the same company so you you the same company you worked in Portugal also that was the same uh, no company?
1: no 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 so um I was working in in a, in a kind of small investment bank that is uh, only okay. only in Portugal and then uh, what I did was um, I applied for uh, it's one of the huge like uh, pharmaceutical companies
0: just applying regularly via the internet on their webpage
1: yeah on their on their careers webpage the only thing that I did was I had a, co- a colleague but from university that was working there but he was you know an analyst as well so i I don't believe that he would have much uh influence but of course his his referral was 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 welcome he um so he he referred me to the um, to the position and then i just applied on their careers uh careers page so very simple straightforward application
0: what what i was was thinking or what somebody like in Germany or in the UK would think: Why are you moving from uh, Portugal to to East Europe? Isn't that uh, the same level of income? Uh, or is it really? Do they really pay more in, in the Czech
1: Republic than in Portugal? I cannot believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, but and for me it was really curious because even when when I, I got the interview and they were asking me about, oh, what are your salary expectations? I said, I don't know, 1000 or something. And I was, uh, I was thinking, okay, if they pay this, to me, it's going to be already a raise. Uh, cost of living is slightly less. But they said, oh, we usually pay like 1500 or 1600 as a starting uh, salary. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, yeah, I, I, that, that, that is better. That is better. I, 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 I will take that. I will take that. So, okay. um, yes, I, I think that it's mostly because you, in the past, this mm-hmm. was the case. So in the past, the salaries were, were really lower. But then as, as more and more companies uh, went to, to Prague, then the salaries started to, to increase. And then what happened as well is that then the um, uh, kind of supply of local talent kind of dried up. So uh, everyone that, that lives university gets recruited into one of these companies. But then they also need more people. So then they started recruiting majority of what I saw in the company from Portugal, from Spain, from Italy, from Greece. So I would say that these made up also a kind of a large portion of the, um, of the company as well.
0: And um, when when all these people are coming from other countries without their families, maybe uh, uh, and are expats basically in in the Czech Republic, was it just a huge party every day uh, in the evening? Because they had time and no family, and
1: yeah I, I, I guess I guess sometimes the the, the thing is also uh, beer in, in the Czech Republic is uh, fifty cents for one liter and really tasty beer okay. yes so it's uh, it's a very nice like uh, incentive to to go out. But yeah, I I would say that probably if if I'm speaking like generally, most of the people that I knew were single. Uh, so they they moved there without uh, without being married or without having a, a girlfriend. And then uh, what would eventually happen, and what I saw from most of the Portuguese guys and Brazilian guys that that I knew, was that they would eventually uh meet someone there, and then they would just uh, settle in and 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 such mm. and start to live there. Cool, and. Um... Is it uh,
0: cheap to find uh, or the, the the flat? Is it easy to find a flat in in Prague?
1: I, I would say so. I would say so. You mm-hmm. have, of course, I think, to be to be careful because uh, what wh- what I was doing was just going on Facebook groups. And then mm-hmm. you need to be a little bit careful with scams. But I think this is almost any city that you really need to be to to be careful with these with these scams. But I think that uh, apart from that, no, it was it was really simple. Uh, I actually so what I what I personally did. I moved there and I got an Airbnb for four days, mm. and then I already had scheduled um, a couple of viewings. So I had um, four flats that I wanted to see, and so I just um, saw them back to back, and then the one that I liked the most, I I, I actually got it.
0: When I call uh, the, one of these shared service centers in in, in Poland, uh, I've called one, and in Romania and so on, I'm always not not really. I cannot imagine that the people on the other end. Are really happy to have these really small chunk of work to do for me and they have to also to fulfill the the task in a certain time and otherwise i get a trigger and then i i can also uh review the work i get an email do you have you been happy with that uh, piece of work and i say no uh, yes of course <laughs> and um are you have you been happy with that part of work because i mean they outsource not not the most strategic tasks to these shared service center, yeah. but rather, uh, structured tasks that you, that you can repeat and uh, follow a certain scheme.
1: So, was that uh, a nice work to do or not? So, uh, I can tell you a little bit of my experience. So, um, for me, I was involved in a, a project team. So, it was about um, kind of uh, onboarding countries and um, change of ERPs. Also, let's say while this change of ERPs was was happening, um, I was uh, also doing a lot of um, accounting tasks in, in in the in between. For me, to be honest, this kind of like uh, project uh, component was interesting. The accounting work itself is of, it's accounting, so it's it's not it's not going to be super uh, super fun, but it was fine. Uh, but then I really enjoyed this kind of project um, aspect. I, I got to go to some of the countries while they were doing this uh, change of erps onboarding and stuff so that for me was 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 kind of cool so i i like this experience but yeah Matthias, uh of course you are right a lot of the tasks are kind of repetitive they are bro- broken into small chunks so that people can can do the work and um this eventually causes as well uh people to um, to to move on and the attrition is uh, is is quite large across that that industry i would say there is kind of like the flip side uh, of it as, 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 as I think of it, because for me, I was, I joined the the team and then after, uh, so there were uh, three other people in my team and then after four months, they all uh, changed. Uh, so either inside of the company or to other companies. And so in four months I had to learn everything. And I was the most uh, senior guy in, uh, in, uh, in my, in, in my team. Is it ideal? No, not not really. Uh, but then this kind of gives you an opportunity, uh, which is if they all leave, if you are the most senior guy, okay. Then if you're doing the work of seniors, perhaps they you you want to also have the recognition and and, and be promoted. This was kind of what what eventually happened. That it was in ten months since since I started that that I got uh, that I got promoted, and so for me that that was kind of good. So uh, in the end, for me, I, I had to learn a lot in. Um, in a um, short time span, which for me was 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 good. I, I never had that kind of really huge pressure where you really need to understand things in on the a deep level. To because eventually new people came into the team and I had to teach them. So if I didn't understand them myself, I I, I could not uh, t- t- teach them. Uh, so yeah, for, for for me it was it was kind of good that um, I got this experience in the shared service part uh, of the organization um and then what, what i did was since i was doing kind of a good work the managers were noticing me was then then i i when i was up for promotion instead of staying in the in the um, in the same team i asked to be moved to an, another team which was not kind of under the shared service scope and which was an under uh, another scope more kind of like Brought since then in in that new team. Uh, my manager was sitting in Switzerland, and well, actually a bunch of my teammates were sitting in Switzerland. Also, some in the U.S., some in Ireland, some in Belgium, and uh, me and and um, another another uh, guy in uh, in Prague. Um. So
0: so the, the good thing that was that you haven't been in this um, repetitive task, but also you had this this project context, and you kind of could then also later on. Uh, choose where you want to work on because they uh, you you got some recognition and have been maybe better than the others, yeah. <laughs> or even yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's um, good. But um, so I think this is, uh, is a good um, escape. So from Portugal to go to Prague, getting a better salary is nice. Of course, maybe you also want to live there, but uh, you ultimately you want to also. Move on, then maybe to a even better place because maybe these shared services are not. I mean, you grow out of that context, maybe then somehow at least if you have appetite for uh, for more and uh, yeah. So and that's uh, basically uh, what you did, didn't you? Yes,
1: yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. So for for me, I was uh, I would say I, I I enjoyed my time there. It was uh, interesting company interesting roles um, that that i had but uh you are totally right i i out kind of outgrew it and i wanted more i wanted to be more connected to kind of the strategic side of of a company having kind of this uh overview of what was happening with the company and so um i well the the thing is i never i I never really stopped applying so uh, what I think that even on my uh, first week, when I was in Prague, well, probably second week, first week, I was, I was kind of fine. But then on my second week while I was in Prague and I had this kind of um, very uh, recognizable brand name on my CV, I started to, to, to send out CVs. My kind of uh, goal was, was to go to Switzerland. And I knew that if I made it, I would be, uh, let's say, I'd be really happy. And then even professionally, personally, I would be really, really satisfied. So then, what what kind of happened was um, was that I continued to apply. I think that it was beginning of uh, twenty twenty. So during the like March, I uh, I got the opportunity to interview at the company that I'm 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 currently uh, I'm currently in.
0: March twenty twenty is not the best time to um, to ch- switch your job, I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah. This 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 was um, was actually I think my first round of interview was beginning of, of February mm. and so uh this was when the pandemic was being discussed but not really taken seriously i would say it was kind of like oh yeah you know it's 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 in china and and stuff so it's a it's mm. just a couple of cases so it's not going to, to to do anything to us mm. um and so when i had my i think i had my first two rounds of of interviews over i think they were over skype and then the third one was supposed i, I was supposed to come to switzerland then they got po- postponed a little bit and then they asked if we if we could do it over zoom uh as well because of the pandemic and then eventually i think it was uh, end of uh, march beginning of april that i got the the offer to go to um to go to switzerland yes it was uh, it was really great uh, i think that uh, that for me uh, it was really let's say a kind of i i was really proud of myself uh for being able to uh, let's say two and a half years to start from being an intern making 600 euros and then being able to 10x that uh, in like in a, in a matter of two and a half years so for me that was well, uh, well,
0: well, 10, 10, 10x if you start with <laughs> that's a lot 10x from yeah even if you start with 500 or 700 or 800 that's uh, also not bad
1: no, yeah, this this is the thing. Of course, that you have to um, adjust it's for.
0: It's uh, Switzerland now, so then you have also to spend more. That's why you you're th- in your blog. You're thinking about how to save in Switzerland. Yes, yes, really
1: yes. yes. <laughs> no, no, because I I, I think uh, to be honest, Matthias, this is the this mm-hmm. is the thing. You you can you can uh, work in Switzerland. You can make a great salary, but mm-hmm. if you don't save anything, um, then you you won't have anything, uh, because this is also i i kind of i i haven't i've been here for around six months or so uh but i i can see i can see that people are kind of falling prey of this lifestyle inflation so they are you know getting the nice car they are getting the um, super modern uh, uh apartment in the city center uh mm-hmm. they're getting the um, newest phones newest everything and then if if you kind of start to to commit all of your salary um, to, to to these things, then in the end you you'll not be able to 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 save if you I don't know if you're buying uh, designer uh, clothes and these kind of things. Then of course, it, but but uh, you're
0: living in the moment. Why do you need uh, to save? You you can just work uh, for a longer time and you can just enjoy
1: all of these nice gadgets. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that this is a little bit how, how how a lot of people think. So that they, I think that uh in in their mind, they are uh probably thinking that okay, uh you know my uh ba- the balance of my account has 50 uh, fifty fifty Swiss francs in it, so yeah, it was a good job. I didn't spend everything and so um yeah at least some savings, you know but yeah th- th- there I-, I think you you will find that or I would say that a, a lot of the people are just leaving uh, paycheck to paycheck, and then uh mm-hmm. I think that the kind of the trouble starts if that paycheck stops so if you if you're let go for for some reason Mm -hmm. uh, if you're injured or or something like that and then if you also if you don't prepare for your future uh, then you 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 won't have a very nice future Uh, well i i guess that even here if if they have
0: a pension scheme from one of the bigger insurance companies in switzerland so they have something for retirement maybe they have an Insurance for not being able to work, and maybe it pays when they are injured, and uh, yeah, they just cannot do a sabbatical or just don't work for three years uh, because then it's maybe the money is empty, and they can also cannot build a business or do whatever. Yeah, just wanted to provoke a bit <laughs> because not <laughs> not everybody has uh, the feeling that they need to save a huge amount of money to not work anymore, but um, not us here in the podcast
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah i would say yeah. and um so what is the, the most expensive gadget you bought in switzerland as you entered the country
1: huh, this is a good question uh, maybe, i maybe think some air- airpods could it be that its, it's airport? <laughs> no 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 actually 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 for for so i i do have airpods but i have like kind of a nice story of uh, because I, I got my airpods for uh, 30 euros This was, I think there was some uh, random bank in Portugal that was having a promotion where if you open an account and then if you put your, let's say the salary was uh, coming to that account, Mm -hmm. uh, you for 30 euros, uh, you would have a pair of AirPods. So for me, that was kind of a nice way of uh, having, let's say, very cheap AirPods. I think that even for 30 euros, I'm not sure what kind of uh, uh, headphones you, you you could get.
0: Yeah, you can also get one uh, some for ten euros that are okayish. But um, yeah, I also have airports and they work also if you're outside and it's very windy. You can really talk to each other still. Yeah,
1: yeah but I, I I would say that probably I think the most expensive purchase, the most expensive purchase that I that that I got, uh, I think was probably I got a new uh, mouse uh, as kind of like celebration. I got this uh, <laughs> this uh, this uh, this uh, Logitech one, the uh, MX three. But it, it was, I think, it was on like huge sale during Christmas. I think it think it was uh, sixty francs, which is like I don't know fifty five euros. Yes, so yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not going super uh, uh, extravagant. I would say.
0: <laughs> yeah, the mouse was an investment. I think you can deduct it from your tax declaration because it's it's just for work. Very good. Um, so. Um, and then now you have a lot of mo- not maybe a lot of money, but you, you start uh, earning money and you need to do something about it. Um, are you just investing in uh, index funds or buying um, Ethereum or what are you doing?
1: Well, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, watching the price of Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum recently, I think it's really a huge shame that I didn't invest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and, and for me, because the thing is, I, I, know, I think I, I created my first uh, blockchain wallet in 2014, but uh, but back then I was I, I was a student and I didn't get any. So yeah, I remember Bitcoin under uh, 500 dollars, but unfortunately I, I didn't get any. But no, uh, to be honest, in terms of of investing, I'm going a little bit more traditional. So I'm investing in in ETFs. In Switzerland, you get a kind of nice advantage because you can invest in U.S. ETFs. So I'm using um, VT, which is like a van- Vanguard total stock market. And so it's like uh, lower uh, expenses. Uh, this is like 0.08 uh, plus um, you get some nice, like lower taxes. So it's, it's quite nice. Um, I think that here in Switzerland, you have a lot of uh, advantages as well. You have this kind of, um, you have um, a, a pension uh, account that uh, your company set up for you. You get a, like your own uh let's say individual pension account that you can fund and now there i would say before there were kind of like only banks and insurance companies were offering but now there are a couple of places where you can get uh, like a um, full um etf kind of portfolio for really like cheap as well uh, under uh, 0. uh 0. 0.5 you know and for this insurance kind of product is not so bad, I would say it's not uh, competing with ETFs, but but it it's quite good because you also save on taxes. Yeah, for for, for me I, I would say that right now I'm a little bit more more traditional in minor investing. Just just ETFs. I'll probably look into some uh, some real estate in the future uh, in Portugal to try and rent it out. But yeah.
0: That's basically it. And you you're not trying to outperform the market or doing any bin, binary options or any things that are gambling.
1: Yeah, the the thing is, I've made a a lot of uh, mistakes with this uh, Mm -hmm. kind of um, uh, products and stuff. The the good thing for me was that uh, when I did them, I didn't have a lot of money. So I was usually losing uh, 50 or 100 uh, euros. So, you know, it doesn't matter really. I, I never played around with with options, but I uh, I invested in a lot of uh, initial coin offers that didn't go anywhere. So, yeah, it it, it hurts now thinking about all all that uh, spent uh, uh, Ethereum. Uh, but um, I guess that yeah, you cannot really like uh, think of think of the past. Just look into into what you can do now uh, mm. and ways that you can improve. But I I think it for for me I I don't mind. Spending the time researching. Um, I I didn't get, I didn't yet find a way to consistently um, beat the market. The kind of way that that I more or less saw with real estate is that you can really uh, leverage your money. So you can put 10% down, for uh, for instance, and then you are exposed to um, uh, 100,000 or 200,000 in real estate. But um, yeah, this is, this can also, also be a risk. But with the interest rates so low, it can also be like a great opportunity, I would say.
0: Uh, it can be with just a huge chunk of money that you uh, put into one uh, property. And you have to fly to Portugal and we have to look at several properties and a lot of transaction, a lot of, a lot of tasks. I'm kind of not in favor for that right now. I just want to bring my kids to bed. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and um, in Switzerland, you basically also if you if you tried crypto and uh, failed, there are also a lot of uh, uh, crypto startups in in Zug. I think the region of Zug is very strong, uh, uh, also with uh, Ethereum based uh, startups or uh, blockchain. So maybe you can uh, network a bit uh, in that direction if you're in finance and you're interested in crypto, then. Why not uh, going for it? And uh, what's uh, um, another question was uh, the financial independence community in Switzerland? Have you digged into it, or have you tried to connect? Was it maybe also in 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 Prague or in in Czech Republic easy to uh, learn, see some new people uh, because you have this shared interest?
1: Um, I I would say that in in Prague not really. I tried uh, online looking for I know choose a five groups or something, but really that there, there wasn't much of a community. but I would say that um, here in Switzerland there are a lot of uh, a lot of different communities, a lot of d- different blogs. Mm. Um, if uh, I would say if, if you are new to Switzerland and you want to kind of understand the, the rules and stuff, I would probably recommend like Mr. Poor Swiss I think you, you, you actually uh, interviewed them uh, him in, in the past and then as well uh, mustaching post and he has a, so he has he has a really nice blog he released a book recently that i got which which is, is also really nice. i think that his book is really nice if you just arrive to switzerland and you don't know anything so mm-hmm. that he has like you know really these um, granular tips of like okay this is how uh, how it works for the retirement system so you have these three pillars mm-hmm. um uh, how which broker should you should you use uh, what kind of etfs make make the most sense if you're a, a, a like swiss swiss investor so in so, english
0: it's written in english and not in
1: german or french or, in german well yeah. I, actually, actually he has i think he has in three languages he he has the book in english french mm-hmm. and uh, and and german and i think even his blog i think is in is in three three languages like really a committed guy
0: <laughs> okay very good um is he is he uh, or maybe he has just some assistant who's translating
1: not sure, not sure. But uh um, maybe maybe who
0: knows? maybe in a shared center uh, in in East Europe somewhere. <laughs> in G- 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 in Georgia, they have a uh, good people. Uh, they can speak German and also English. If you okay. need someone. Um anyway, um there's by the way, there's also a FI Europe Facebook group in Krakow, basically, but only like 10, 12 members. Uh, so not very active. <laughs> and how did you manage that with 26? You know, it's a it's a, a lot of milestones or um, I would say major shifts in your in the in your life also. Yeah. Um. So many years in other countries and um, Czech Republic, Switzerland. Um. 10x your your salary. Um. So you. I mean, when I was 27, I was in Berlin Kreuzberg uh, having a beer it' um, starting with my first job. So, um, did you miss something? Because you uh, be, have you have you drunken less beer, or have you have you had a more serious time,
1: or in in your youth? To be honest with you, I don't really, I don't, I don't think so that I that I miss something because. Um, so I did my uh, my bachelor in four years, master's in two. So I I had like six years of university uh okay in during my masters i was um uh, working as well but for me it didn't stop anything really because i had uh four four days of, of classes uh per um per week so i could be with my friends uh like one day and then uh during the other the other two days yeah for me uh yeah it, it, it's kind of like i guess strange to 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 look back and think of all of these changes um but for me it was just one thing that led to another so uh i think that the, the first time I, I, I went abroad so uh, actually I did um, well before this Russian stuff so um, uh, I went to, to uh, Germany uh, to, to uh, Cologne uh, for for one summer and I was studying there uh, entrepreneurship and um, business process management I think yeah. uh, and so once um, once I, st- I, I had that kind of like first taste of going abroad, like going somewhere adapting learning where all the cool spots are meeting new people i was uh, addicted and yeah. so uh i think that that for me that was kind of like led me to to look for uh, further opportunities um to also put myself in in let's say uncomfortable environments or the thing is if i wanted to, to to stay in my comfort zone i would just be in portugal speaking portuguese but then you know in russia if you don't speak well uh, actually there, there were a lot of there were a lot of people when i had some uh, some trouble i i didn't know how to buy the metro ticket or something and then i was uh, trying to ask for help they they would say in russian of course uh, why why are you in russia if you don't speak russian so uh this 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 happens of course you 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 like learn how to deal with the situations uh, it for for me, it was good for my growth uh, because, let's say, when I was uh, I don't know uh, finishing high school, I was uh, really uh, introvert. I was I was I was really shy. So for me, it was okay getting out of the comfort zone. Um, and then I know I just kept going, going and going, and I never stopped.
0: Mm. And uh, how how many years have you do you go to school in Portugal?
1: So usually, it's uh, until, bachelor's three is uh, uh, okay. until which age so uh, until uh, 18 18 18 okay and
0: have you done civil services or anything or army no
1: no no no. you you, you don't need to so there is no like uh, mandatory military service uh actually you just need to go for one day to listen to to them present uh, like the navy army and uh air force and then yeah that's okay then one one day is
0: okay you can invest one day (laughs) so no, no, no pressure there. That's a nice country. Yeah. How, how did you perceive um, then? I mean, a lot of time happens and you have been at a Europe retreat, like in 2017, there, I think there was also the the, the financial independence hype so that everyone, not everyone, but people um, got attention and was in the newspaper and so on. What do you think, uh, how do you perceive, is it uh, developing or, evolving over time since the last two, three
1: years? Or do you think it's just the same, like like always? To be honest, from what I see, I think that it's, it's growing. I just see the number of people in Facebook groups, Reddit mm. and, and whatnot. And I, I do think there is a, a trend going up. Of course, uh, also I have to like do a parenthesis here that I am in a lot of like financial independence, like uh, uh, subreddits, Facebook groups and whatnot. So I'm also more or less in in the bubble, so i, I maybe I have the wrong perception i, I would say that perhaps one thing that I really noticed happening, and I think this was around like March uh, April when the stock market was crashing, was that a lot of people that were saying that they were hundred percent stocks forever the I, I will not touch uh anything, and then they were just they 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 just sold so they after 20 percent loss or thirty percent loss or whatever the the it it crashed too. They, they just sold and then they, they uh, everyone was saying okay i sold now i'm just going to to, to stay cash uh, and i think that to be honest i don't think that this was such a bad thing to happen especially let's say early uh, in the journey of some people mm-hmm. uh because uh, perhaps now you know that okay you should not be 100 percent in stocks because you cannot manage but now it's kind of good okay maybe if even if you don't want to invest in bonds maybe you keep it in cash or whatever in some more stable uh, investments so so that you don't lose sleep over it because mm. uh, i think that if if every time that uh, the stock market will crash you'll sell then i don't think that uh, you know being 100% in stocks is is, is right for you but I, but to kind of like answer mm-hmm. the, the the main question i do see a trend like that people are more people are, and more people are joining i think mm. uh, i see a lot of um, blogs uh, showing up a lot of podcasts um, starting uh, about uh, financial independence. And I think that perhaps people, uh, they don't want so much the uh, retire early aspect of of FIRE, but they are really interested in how can I kind of invest my money wisely, um, save, and how can I prepare uh, for and have this kind of like cushion, this kind of protection uh, mm-hmm. against I know, losing a job or or whatnot.
0: Yeah, so if, yeah, if they're also still coming up more uh, new blocks and so on. But I think they also must disappear some sometimes uh, some blocks. But I haven't, I d- don't have the feeling that also blocks are disappearing. But you you might not know, notice because sometimes it's just a tool. The blogging is just a tool to learn yourself about investing and finance and then if you have your your cushion or you you learned about investing then it's maybe time to move on and so that some people
1: also must close their their blocks but not everybody um true, true. and uh, uh w- 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 one thing that i kind of noticed that appeared and then i think dwarfed a little bit was um peer-to-peer investing blocks i think that mm-hmm. they were really strong but mm-hmm. i think un- unfortunately because there were a lot of uh peer-to-peer platforms that uh, weren't uh, real or were, were, were straight up scams. the scams. I think I'm, I, I hope that I'm not saying anything incorrectly, but, and I, would I say think it's
0: legit to say scam because it was just, uh, you know, uh, a trick, uh, or yeah. Scamming people, scamming, yeah. keeping other people's money and, uh, letting the, pretending to uh, that it's invested, but it's not invested. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that with a lot of these like platforms collapsing, then in the end, uh, these blogs kind of uh, went away. Um, but yeah, it, but not I all. Say- not all. I think some, some are also coming back. I mean, with the
0: peer-to-peer, uh, it's like your ICOs. You know, you put some money in it, and it's uh, gone. Um, exactly. So there's not has not been s- such a huge amount of regulation. But yeah, I just took my money, uh, took a lot of money from the peer-to-peer in in March and, and put it into the stock market. Because I thought there's opportunity to make a few percentages. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, really,
0: of course. Was was a really good uh, good year, I would say, uh, investing wise. Uh, to... Yes, uh, let's see what's next. Um, see what's next. That's I think crypto. crypto will also. I will. I, I think it will stay a little bit uh, longer now that uh, companies are adopting the currencies and also Mastercard is uh, working on uh, crypto um, offerings. So I think that it will stay a bit, but also peer-to-peer lending has, I think, the, um, the right to stay because it's offering um, stable cash flows for for investors. If you have a um, good peer-to-peer platform that is maybe has some track record and some serious founders and so on, then you can make a steady income, which yep. is also nice, especially if you're uh, FI or half FI, then it uh, might be good. To yep, choose definitely. Them. And I also, right now, um, looking into new platforms or the the older ones I, I stopped using and reconsider them also. Um, and I also think the, the, the whole ecosystem around peer-to-peer blocking learned um, um, learned to be more careful and also protect their reputation and not just going for the next affiliate link and so on. Definitely. Um, definitely. So it was also a good year to, for the maturity of the... Ecosystem, but there's also a lot of greed right now in the market. I called my father, I talked to my father, and he told me uh, that he has a feeling it's like uh, years 2000 or 2009. And so everybody is uh, really greedy and trying to optimize their percentages and try to auto perform the market. And uh, yeah, so let's see. I think next year or the next maybe 2023, there will be some. Yeah, some um, event, some
1: event. So like, not like, not, like, not a crash.
0: I'm not not a yeah. crash guru, but I think that there will be some correction uh, and some learnings also uh, for the people. So um, I think we covered the, uh, everything from your life—not everything, but not all parts. <laughs> <laughs> but until now, so uh, we may maybe see in thirty years again, and you can update us what what happens. I mean, after Switzerland, what do you want? To, where do you want to go? To Mars or California? There's not much
1: well, um, left. No, I, I I would say that uh, currently I'm I'm really happy, in Switzerland. I don't really have a, a plan to to go somewhere. Uh, even I guess that in the US you could go for somehow like higher salaries. But even then, uh, what's the point? I guess uh, I, I I don't think that I would like to be in the US with like kind of a tricky health uh, health. Um, system and uh, let's say not as safe as switzerland for sure so uh for me for me now now i would say that i'm i'm really happy here i i wouldn't really want to want want to change anytime soon
0: also not to dubai uh to save on tax uh or to andorra or uh, panama you know, you have to. If you earn such a lot of money, then you you might need to go and and, and save on
1: tax. <laughs> no, no, I I I mean, I mean. Um... Because
0: otherwise, it takes years with your ETFs. It takes a long it takes a long time uh, to to become FI if you just do the ETF thing and pay your tax. And it's not like if you if you're in the US and you invest in ETFs and get a huge salary in IT. Uh, on finance, um, then it's much easier to to become FI in a in a reasonable time. But uh, in Central Europe, tricky.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I think to be honest, I kind of have a good lever or, or or something that I can always do, which is I can always you know get paid in uh, in Switzerland, uh, save in Switzerland for I don't know five, ten, fifteen years. It depends on 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 how long. Uh, and then I can also go back to Portugal and enjoy uh, lower cost of living and then uh probably even with let's say with those savings plus uh whatever pension i eventually get from uh, from switzerland then i have above the average uh, standard of living probably very comfortable um living so that is uh, that is always an option that was my last
0: question will you go back to portugal <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so now now the circle is is closing. Um, so uh, yeah, it make, makes sense. I would say. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? Could people learn from your from your story? What is there any advice you can give to people, uh, maybe in who are younger, who are in the middle of their twenties, or also to people um, in their
1: thirties? Anything? Yeah, yeah. Sure. So um, I guess I, I I do have some kind of um, tips and takeaways so um i would say that probably doing a, a bachelor i think is, is is worth it what i what i would do next um is to uh work in in a company uh that has a really recognizable brand name um this is kind of uh, cliche but i think that uh having this kind of um brand name attached to your tv always gives you exit uh, opportunities in, in in the future so if you yeah. Uh, need to go perhaps uh, abroad and especially if you are from, from Southern Europe, uh, I, I would say don't be afraid of going to Poland or going to Czech Republic because the food is fine. Things are generally cheaper and uh, you will earn more. So uh, I think that those are kind of um, good good options um, in general. And then for a kind of like last takeaway, I would probably say um, don't be afraid of, uh, of uh, risking uh, don't be afraid of going for something that that you want, because the the worst answer that that you can get is no, and who knows, perhaps you you might get it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not um, it's just a one percent chance, but <laughs> maybe you get it uh, or even higher. Higher. Um. Um. What is is there any good resource or any book that helped you uh, to improve your mindset or to to learn about uh, finance or life hacking or any book that you can recommend our Listeners,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I I would recommend a, a website where actually there are three uh, free books. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it's by Paul Merriman. Uh, so I think he was a um, hedge fund manager or something, and then he started a, a foundation for mm-hmm. financial uh, education. And so he has, I think, three really good books. You'll see it like if you go to his website and then free books or something, and mm-hmm. you, you can just get it. So I think they're really good because it's like um, investing 101, uh, 100 questions to ask your financial advisor. So it's like, it's really the basic uh, things. And then when you read those books, you'll at least understand what people are talking about. If you you, you don't know anything about investments, Mm. when people are talking about, okay, what are stocks? What are bonds? Why would I invest this? Why invest in index funds? Why would I invest in ETFs? So it kind of gives you the, Based knowledge mm-hmm. and then um yeah i would just like um continue to listen to to podcasts to kind of get the mindset the inspiration uh to to continue to, to strive for something
0: yeah just to keep i also sometimes listen to to podcasts even if i know the content but just to keep the mindset alive sometimes it's uh, nice to repeat it and just remind yourself to yeah to pursue Definitely. continue pursuing it very good. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I will link also your your website and people can contact you there. And we'll also link the books, of course. Thank you very much. Uh, see you next time, and maybe also in in real time, uh, real life, when the Corona shit uh, stopped. Uh, shit, I cannot say such shit, but <laughs> you know <what> I mean. <laughs> um, I'm a bit annoyed from this Corona. So thank yeah. you very much. Uh, see you next thank time. You. Thank you for listening to the episode. We really appreciate you taking the time and we would love to hear your feedback in the comments on our website, financial-independence.eu. Or you can head over to our Facebook group and engage with us and like-minded people that you can find at financial-independence.eu slash community. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app and leave us a review if you like. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram using the handle FI Europe. And for people on our email list, we post occasionally about special updates, ideas, events and curate the best contents from the European FI community. You can find that at financial-independence.eu slash newsletter. Thank you for being part of the community and see you in the next episode.